Praise the Lord. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you on this beautiful Monday. We bring you greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is ahead of our life. And we want to give honor to our honorable pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church. And to all of you, amen, that make up the uh, household of faith today, God bless you and thank you for joining us today. We have um, a very, very good subject matter today that we're going to discuss and talk about. And so before we get started with that, we'd like to uh, acknowledge uh, our pastor and first lady and those that are in leadership position. And so we want to definitely do that. So we want to thank God for all of them. Uh, our honorable pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, senior of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to uh, my own uh, lovely wife, Missionary Newson, and to our First Lady, Lady Paulette, and to uh, our presiding bishop, our assistant presiding bishop, and to the Executive Council Board of Bishops, and to all of the saints of God, even our viewers and our subscribers today. We thank God for you. We had a beautiful weekend, and so we're going to share a little bit of our, uh, we're going to share just a little bit of the, uh, how can I say, a little bit of the activity that we had this weekend in terms of uh, having a lot of things happening today uh, and uh, this particular weekend. And so this particular weekend, we uh, celebrated uh, the installation of Pastor uh, Walton, Eugene Walton, uh, at the uh, Faithful Mission uh, number one. Uh, we want to thank God for him transitioning into uh, a leadership position uh, to move the church forward. Also want to uh, thank God for uh, the two lovely couple uh, that we happen to be uh, godparents of uh, their children. And we want to thank and praise God for uh, Brother Byron Rutley and Sister Missionary Latoya Rutley. Uh, we want to give kudos and also a shout out to them in their uh, uh, marriage uh, celebration on yesterday. It was a beautiful uh, wedding. And so we thank God for them. And so that was a lovely time we had on yesterday afternoon. And we enjoyed uh, being with all the saints. And it's always good to celebrate uh, at a time where we got a lot of distractions and things are happening and it's good to celebrate with the people of God of such uh, a very, very important occasion, such as uh, being joined together in holy matrimony. And so we thank and praise God for them and we pray uh, to God that their uh, marriage and also their relationship will grow stronger in the Lord as well as the Lord will take them higher as they look to him. And so we want to uh, ask the saints to continue to pray for those that are sick among us, pray for our elderly, pray for those that are in the hospital, those behind prison walls. Let us pray for uh, souls that they will be saved. Let us pray that God would fill um, those that are tearing on altar with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, let us continue to remember prayer uh, for all of our spiritual leaders, let us continue to pray for them that God will continue to uh, bless them, that they will continue to feed the body of Christ. All right. And so let us get ready to go before his throne. Uh, remember the Lee family in prayer. Um, 
the Prather family in prayer. Remember Bishop and Mother Bullock in prayer and uh, all of the saints. There's a young man that uh, was hit, uh, I believe, on his bicycle or moped or what have you. Let us pray for that young man that God will pull through. Let's continue to pray for uh, Pastor Howard, that the Lord will bless him, uh, bless his son, uh, that he would have a speedy recovery. Uh, let us continue to pray for the Dodson uh, family, faith and power. Pastor uh, LaJoyce Dodson, let us pray for them and the saints, their faith and power. The Lord will touch them and comfort them as they uh, go through. Ask the Lord to bless them and let us continue to pray one for another. Uh, let us continue to pray uh, for the Neal family. Um, uh, those that uh, know the Neal family, let us pray for Elder Neal's family uh, and the loss of Elder Neal. Let us pray for all the saints of Bethlehem Temple. Uh, let us continue to pray that the Lord continue to comfort uh, the people of God as the Lord take them through. Amen. And definitely remember our First Lady, Lady Paulette and Deacon Tony Lee. Let us continue to pray for them. Let the Lord continue to take them through an hour of bereavement. Uh, let us pray for the entire family. Uh, let us remember to pray for all of our mothers, deacons, and all the saints of God, uh, that the Lord continue this comfort and console the body of Christ. All right, let us go before his throne in a word of prayer. Eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come before thee and before thy throne, Lord, we thank you today. Hallelujah. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for just being, oh God, the God of the universe. We thank you, Lord, for just being, oh God, oh God, an awesome God. Oh God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Holy God, we thank you, Lord, for being, oh God, the one and only true God. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. As we pray, God, we pray, God, you continue to touch, oh God, my wife and family and all of those, oh God, that we requested prayer and, and oh God, made our petition, oh God, before you. We ask that you are honored according to your divine will, purpose, and plan for our lives. And we ask your blessings, oh God, as well as, oh God, your mercy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <clears throat> Lord, forgive us in any of any sin or transgression, God, that we may have committed. We ask you to forgive the people of God. And as we stand praying, we forgive those that trespass against us, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we lead not to the charge. We pray right now, Lord, that you would send healing and deliverance. To those, O oh God, that we petition you for on today, according to your, O oh God, holy word, bless them now and send increase in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and praise. O oh God, as we decrease, let your anointing increase that we might edify the body of Christ. And we thank you for it. We forever give you praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. <clears throat> we thank the Lord for just being able to pray and call on the name of Jesus. And uh, we are grateful uh, for God's mercy and grace toward us. And uh, we uh, count ourselves, amen, uh, as nothing uh, before the Lord, because without him, uh, we certainly would be nothing. And so we thank and praise God for his manifold blessings and grace that he bestowed upon each and every one of us. And so we want to honor each and every one of you in your uh, right place. And we're going to journey through the word of the Lord just for a brief moment. I want you to call your attention to uh, a very familiar, 
familiar passage of scripture, which is found in uh, Ephesians chapter five. And uh, we're going to talk from a very, very important topic today. And so we're going to talk from the topic of walking in the light. That's what we're going to talk about today. Last week, we were talking about discipline. We uh, did not get a chance to finish that final <clears throat> chapter of discipline, uh, but we will kind of touch on that final uh, chapter as we uh, transition into walking in the light. And uh, it takes also discipline to walk in the light because uh, we must uh, know that the word generates the light that every believer uh, can walk in the light of God's word and that we would also not only be reflectors, but we also can generate light because he has empowered us through the Holy Ghost. And so let us... Uh, Look at a few things today as we go to Ephesians. Go with me to Ephesians uh, chapter 5. And uh, we're going to read a little bit and we're going to get uh, quite a few scriptures, but we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 5 and about uh, 1 through 12 if we can get that. And... Uh, I will try to put my scripture reader on the screen. Give me just a second here. Uh, we'll put that scripture reader on the screen for you. Uh, we don't have it open here. Let's see. Let's just see. All right, stay with us here. Okay, we got, I think we got it on the screen now. So we're going to go ahead and put up the scripture for you, which is found in Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, verse number 1. And so... We hope that you all have joined in with us today. Uh, seem like uh, we're giving a few more moments for those that want to come on, can come on with us. Ephesians chapter five, verse number one. And he says here in Ephesians five and one, as he exhorts the church here, he says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And he says, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. An offering and a sacrifice uh, to God for a sweet smelling savor. And, you know, uh, 
the life of the believer should be a sweet fragrance that goes up into the nostrils of the Lord every day that we live for him. He ought to get pleasure out of the believer. Praise God as we walk in the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I want to make sure I break this down uh, to the believer today so we would understand that there's um, a standard of holiness that God has called the believer to walk in, a standard of morality, a moral conduct and behavior that the believer must embrace to produce that fragrance that is a sacrifice unto God because it directly references or ties into the scripture of Romans 12 and one through four, where it says, you know, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, hmm? holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hmm? And he says, and be not conformed to this world. The sacrifice is we must die out to our desires and our lustful wants and needs to live apart from God because the flesh wants to do its own thing. And not only my flesh, my friend, but yours as well, no matter how much powder you put on it. Glory. No matter how much perfume you put on it. Hmm? And no matter how much mascara you put on it, glory. Hmm? And I don't care how you cover all the imperfections. The flesh is not perfect yet. Hmm? It has to be made perfect through sobriety, submitting yourselves to the will of God, hmm? meaning uh, to be broken. Glory to God. Hmm? And we must be in subject to the subjective to the word of God that we might walk and be well pleasing unto God. Hallelujah. And that we might be that sacrifice, that offering that goes up to God as a sweet smelling fragrance. Glory. And now take a look here. I want to show you something here. Uh, in the next verse, he says here but fornication. Notice when we talked about discipline and now we're talking about walking in the light. He goes back, Paul not only talked to the Corinthian church about this that we talked about last week, but now he's talking to the church of Ephesus. Hmm? And I won't let you know, he's telling them, but fornication and all uncleanliness uh, but fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not once be named among you as becoming saints. So I, I know people say this is too strict, this is too tight, but if we're going to walk in the light, we have to know this is right. Hmm? This is right for every believer and every person that will confess Christ, hmm? they must have crucified the flesh and the affections. Oh, glory be to God. Meaning your desires. Hmm? 
your fleshly desires that goes against God's will. Praise God. And we do have fleshly desires that go against God's will. Now, I don't want to uh, make this a real uh, in-depth Bible class today, but I do want to touch on some things that we do have uh, fleshly desires that are not pleasing to God. Hmm? And this is why Paul tells them to put away this fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness. And so we don't we don't think it's a big problem and a big deal in the church. But I want to let you know, when you're walking in the light, you can't be jealous of other people. Hmm? Now, you can be, but you should not be if you're going to walk in the light. Because when we're jealous, when we're conceited, when we have when we want what other people have. Hmm? And we just we just can't stand to see somebody else have something and be blessed. And we say, hey, I, I, I you know, we want what they got. Hmm? That's covetousness. And we should not covet hmm? after our neighbor. Praise God. Hmm? But if we're going to covet anything, it should be the gifts of the spirit. Praise God. Hmm? Praise God. It should be wanting to grow higher, go higher, grow and go higher in the Lord. But we should not covet, you know, another man's uh, possession, you know, his wife, his daughter, his children, his possessions. Praise God. We should not covet, hmm? period, because that's part of uh, one of the Ten Commandments. But I want I want to show you something here. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says here, neither in Ephesians five and four, he says, neither filthiness. And sometimes we only associate filthiness with a person that have dirty clothes on. And I want to break this down for you when he says neither filthiness. Hmm? He's talking about this language that we use. Hmm? And all glory be to God. You're not going to tell me there is some saints that that have not grabbed hold to proper teaching and they're talking shamefully. Hmm? And we need to put away this filthy talk, praise God, hmm? and this foolish talking, praise the Lord, nor jesting. Hmm? We say, I was just playing, but were you? <laughs> I know, I, I know. Praise God, I know. Praise God, I know. Hello. I was just playing. Were you really? Because a lot of times we do things which are not convenient. But we should rather give thanks instead of doing a lot of these things that doesn't produce fruits of righteousness. Now, walking in the light requires study, requires meditation, requires revelation of God's knowledge through the scriptures. Hmm? And a lot of times, you know, uh, we can't see what needs to be seen because we don't search the scriptures. And for in them, we think we have eternal life, St. John 5 and 39. So we should search the scriptures so we can know how to possess our vessels in sanctification and in honor. Hmm? We need to search these scriptures. And we can't just be talking to talk but we must walk the walk as believers 
and the light will be displayed and the world will see, the dark world will see the light of Christ. We don't need a hat and a t-shirt to say, I love Jesus. Just treat your brother and sister right every day and treat them with love and kindness and gentleness hmm? and embrace them and have empathy for them. And they will see the light. They will see you walking in the light. And I believe in first, I think third John, he said to the saints there, and he said, I have no greater joy than to see the children of God walking in the truth. Hmm? He have no greater joy than to see them walking in the truth. When you walking in the light, somebody going to take note of it and they going to observe. Hmm? And they going to say, hmm. When them people come in the room, something different about them. Hmm? They not acting like hmm? the whole, you know, whole, the, the large group that don't have no control. And this is why we as saints, when we go to public places and we go uh, amongst the world, we must maintain godly character. Hmm? We can have fun, we can laugh, we can enjoy one another, but we don't have to, oh, glory be to God. We don't have to tear someone down. Uh, we don't have to uh, um, assassinate nobody's character to make ourselves, uh, oh, glory be to God, shine. Because the Bible said, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and they're gonna glorify not you, but they're gonna glorify the Father, which is in heaven. And so it's very important that we put away this filthiness and this foolish talking and this jesting. I was just playing, were you? Because sometimes people say they're playing, but they're really speaking their truthful heart. And so if we're gonna play, we gotta make sure that we're doing it in a godly manner. Praise God. And not trying to be sly and be slick to assassinate someone. Hmm? Because when it happens, when the table is turned and it's on the other shoe, is on the other foot, and somebody plays with us and it don't agree and it, don't, it rubs us the wrong way, then now we got an attitude and we got a problem. And now we want to, you know, straighten somebody out. And so all of this can be considered as filthiness or foolishness. And so we need to, um, excuse me, we need to make sure that we're walking in the light. Now let us go a little bit farther and I'm gonna exhort you. We're gonna get out of here about 1230 today, but we're gonna go the long run on Wednesday because we're gonna, uh, we have more for you, but we're gonna bring, we're gonna introduce and bring uh, this walking in the light. Uh, Paul addressed that, Ephesian church, uh, believers as children, dear children, you know, we have children and then we got dear children. And when he said dear children, that mean they, uh, have developed a special relationship with God, hmm? an intimate relationship with the parent, if you will. And we should have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Hmm? 
for his great love led him to sacrifice his life on the cross for us, for you and I, so that we might live. All glory be to God. And that love goes beyond a fleshly affection. It was agape, agape love. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Agape love. Hmm? No greater love than this, no greater love than this, that a man will lay down his life. Oh, glory be to God. And I want to let you know God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The light came on. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. When Jesus was resurrected. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hmm? And I want to let you know, everyone that's been created by God hmm, have an opportunity to walk in the light. Hmm? God died so that all men could be saved. Any, all that would come in it, I mean, come to him, praise God, come to him and be in him. He will no wise cast them out. I want to let you know. And so don't let nobody tell you, you can't be saved. Uh, you can't walk in God's love and you don't belong here because you do belong. Praise God. And you got a lot of people hmm, in church. And I've heard this before. And my bishop kind of put it in, in, in the correct light. You know, some people will say, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to anybody's church because they got two or three hypocrites. But wouldn't you rather, oh, glory be to God, go and be in the hands of God and be saved and deal with two or three hypocrites than to go to hell with all of them? Hmm? Which one would you rather do? And we deal with people on our job and there's two or three hypocrites on your job. But you didn't quit your job. Praise God. Hmm? There's two or three backbiters on your job, but you didn't you didn't quit working in the plant. And I want to let you know, we have some things to deal with in the church to walk in the light. Now, let me let me go a little bit farther and we're going to show you what we're talking about here through the scripture. In Ephesians five and five, he says, for this, ye know that no whoremonger. You got people not all oh, glory be to God. He said that no whoremonger. He's talking about men. We like to talk about the whore and we like to talk about the women as being whores, but we got whoremongers. Oh, glory be to God. That's male of the male persuasion. He says, for this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater. Hmm? He didn't set your stuff up to be an idol to him. He wanted so bad. Had any inheritance in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Hmm? You don't have any inheritance. And one way uh, to lose your inheritance is to fail to walk in the light of the gospel. And you got many that have lost their inheritance. Praise God. 
because they have went a whoring after other gods. And I admonish you, as Paul admonished the Ephesian church, to be therefore followers of God as dear children. Hmm? And I won't let you know, as a dear child, we don't have foul language. When you say, I'm a child of God, child of God don't oops and have foul language. Hmm? And we say, well, I'm, st- I'm a work in progress and God ain't through with me. Yeah, these are all excuses we use to not walk in the light as dear children. Hmm? And I want to let you know this foul language and this shameful talk, hmm? it can become common behavior if we don't make ourselves disciplined hmm? to shut our mouths and keep our mouth closed and bite our tongue and study to be quiet and do our own business with our own hands. And oh, glory be to God and stop being so lazy. Oh, glory be to God. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I guess I can feel the fire stirring up and I can feel the oh, glory be to God, the flames of the Holy Ghost just heating up. But I want to let you know today that we as believers need to put away that thing from among us hmm? and our language and our conversation uh, have uh, uh, that improper conversation and language have no place in the Christian believer conversation hmm? because it doesn't reflect God's grace. And if you're talking uh, this unclean talk, it does not reflect Christian character, nor godly conduct. And ungodliness is another signification of the end time behavior of, of, of men that don't love God in, Ty- in Timothy chapter 3. In, uh, Timothy ty- chapter 3. Praise God. First Timothy chapter 3. I want to let you know that Christian conversation that does not reflect God. Mm-hmm. It does not reflect his grace either in your life. And so when people see you talking, uh, the mal, the mal talk, I call it mal talk, malfeasance. When people see you talking in an unproductive manner, it does not reflect Christ. Praise God. And how can we have bitter and sweet water coming out of the same fountain? Hmm? And how can we praise God on Sunday and on Monday we got cuss words in our mouth? Hmm? Paul was not saying that we should stay away from people. We're going to go down here a little bit farther. I'm going to show you something. Let's go a little bit farther. Ephesians uh, 5 and 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Because of these things coming, the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. I want to let you know, vain talk. Hmm? Some people, they got vain talk. Hmm? And here's what happened. Vain talk is we can condone things that we know the word of God do not condone. Hmm? 
We can make excuses and condone misconduct huh, and bad behavior. Hmm? Instead of recommending and suggesting to others to practice good godly character and behavior. And when you sit back and you see people with bad character, bad judgment, bad behavior, and it's displayed before you, and you do not refute it, then you accepting it. And the reason why I say, we'll say in a moment, it's not my business, it's, it's not my job to go to them and say nothing, I'm going to let the pastor deal with it. Hmm? But God has saved you and sanctified you. Hmm? and quicken you and put his spirit in you that you will be made alive to walk as a dear child of God. And as a dear child of God, it's our duty, it's our obligation and our responsibility to be liked. Hmm? And we ought to be such a people to quickly uh, encourage and suggest to others, hmm? Because bad talk, backbiting, vain words, joking and jesting, filthy talk, it can pollute a church. Praise the Lord. And for you know it, it'll go through the church like a wildfire. And for you know it, everybody has that spirit. And I won't let you know it's a danger. It's a grave danger to unity of the body of Christ. Hmm? It tears down unity, backbiting, and all this malfeasance. And it leads other believers hmm, to befriend oh, unbelievers. Hmm? And I won't let you know that if it pollutes the church, it endangers unity and purpose that God has for the new coming converts. And this is why Paul uh, talked about these things and he suggested that we must be aware and, and, and wary of those who are uh, vicious and evil in the church. You got some vicious, evil folk. Everybody that come to the church is not saved. Everybody that's in the church is not saved. Jesus says the church is like a big net. You cast it out into the sea or into the water and you drag everything in. Hmm? And when you drag everything in, God has got to do the sort. Hmm? The pastor got to stay there and teach and preach and exhort and encourage until God sort everything out. <laughs> oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. We don't do the sort. God do the sort. But we have a, a grave, important responsibility to warn them with this bad behavior. Look at this. Your actions, and I'm going to say this here. He said the wrath of, uh, he says the wrath of God uh, is up on the children of disobedience. Now, your actions as a believer should reflect faith. Hmm? And so he says, be ye, he says, be not ye therefore partakers with them. So what Paul is saying, if you sit here and let them make these suggestions and these comments, 
and don't withdraw yourself from them, then you partakers of it. You complicit. And this is why no believer should be nonchalant when this type of behavior and this type of conduct is displayed among other believers that can cause peril and grave harm to new converts. And he says, be ye not part, be ye not therefore partakers with them. Don't say you didn't have nothing to do with it. And you sat there and listened to 30 minutes of the garbage. Because what I'm going to say to you is the minute you go to start talking like you shouldn't be talking, I'm going to say, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you need to go to that person and talk to them about it. But if I let you rattle off 30 minutes of assault and attack and don't interrupt you not one time, <laughs> I got to go. Let me get out of here then I'm complicit. Hmm? And I won't let you know if, if I get in the car with you and you pull up in front of a bank and you go in, run in the bank and come out with a big old bag with money in it and I'm sitting there still in the car and I drive away with you, I'm complicit. I won't let you know. I want to make it plain to you because if I ain't got enough boldness and enough sense to get out the car and call the police and say, Hey, I was not a part of this. Hmm? And if we don't call it on the carpet, then we partakers of I know, I know it's hard for you to swallow. You say, well, I didn't know they was going to do that. Yeah. Well, we don't walk around with a blindfold or we can see pretty well. And so hindsight is always 2020, but I want to let you know, these are all things that Paul encouraged the uh, Ephesian church on. And I want to let you know, your actions should reflect faith and we should live above reproach morally. Hmm? And what I mean, live above reproach morally, we should condemn everything that's not like God. Even the stuff that's in us, we ought to condemn it. Look at this so that we can reflect God's goodness to others. And we only can reflect it hmm, if we live what we preach about. Let's go to Matthew uh, 5 and 15. We're going we gonna to get it for you in just a minute. I'm, gonna, um, I'm just going to go ahead and read it for you real quick. We got to stay in this book and then we're going to get on out of here. Let's go to Mark 5, Matthew 5 and 15. I, I want to read something for you here. Matthew uh, 5 and 15. Jesus talks about uh, salt and light. He says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and give it light unto all that are in the house. Hmm? And he said, let your light shine, so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the father which is in heaven. This is imperative. It's just, we cannot hide our good works. Hmm? We can't afford to hide, you know, uh, our light. Hmm? It can be seen on the hill. It can be seen in the most darkest places. Hmm? 
And if we hide our light by being quiet and not speaking when we should be speaking, and you know the Holy Ghost is in you, and you sitting there, and you know they ain't talking right. They on your, you on your lunch break, and you know they ain't, you know, they ain't talking like they should. The Holy Ghost came upon the, the church with boldness in Acts 4 and 29 through 30. That they may speak the word with boldness. Hmm? So I want to let you know we got to have be some bold soldiers and we got to be bold enough to tell those that reject and deny truth, the truth. And we got to speak it to them in love. We can't be afraid of their faces. We can't be afraid to tell other Christians when they're wrong. Hmm? But you got to make sure. When you step to them, you got to be willing to accept correction your own self. Because the problem we have, and I'm not saying that we can't correct anybody and we can't suggest someone to do right, you know, because we may have some imperfections. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying we all should be practicing good moral character and behavior so that our light can reflect Christ. Praise God. Look at this. So that the light of Christ may be reflected in our lives. Now, let us go to Ephesians 5 and 8. He said, for you were sometimes darkness. We all have a past. But now ye are light in the Lord. And he says he admonished them to walk as children of the light, of light. So we all have a past. Hmm? We all have things. That we may not be so proud of that have shown up in our past. Hmm? And that's why God has given us a testimony. Also, as light, you can use the testimony of what God has done on our behalf that you didn't have power. Mm -hmm. to deliver yourself from the thing that once held you captive. And you can also do that in light, mm -hmm. in light of your failure, in light of your disappointment, in light of your failing to adhere to wise counsel. You can testify of the goodness of the Lord, having grace and mercy and patience and long suffering with you to get you where you are today. And so we still are commanded by the Apostle Paul as he did the Church of Ephesus that we are now light in the Lord. No, we hadn't always been in light for such, but such were some of you, but you have been washed in the blood of lamb. We, lamb, we have not always been light. But we have to let people know. According to Ephesians 5 and 9. For the fruit of for the fruit of the spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. He says, This is how we know what the fruit of the spirit has to deal with. This is the descriptive uh scripture designated in Ephesians 5 and 9 to describe the fruit of the spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. Mm -hmm. 
So if you are not professing truth, you're not producing righteousness, and you're not producing goodness, that means you're producing badness. If you're not producing righteousness, you're producing unrighteousness. And if you're not producing truth, you're producing a lie. And we know in these last days, the spirit of the enemy wants to mimic God. Hmm? But not in goodness, not in righteousness, and not in truth. And this is why just because a church label is on it don't mean it's truth. Because there's a lot of false flagging that is happening in these last days. Hmm? Look at this. He says, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You tell me you ain't got to prove nothing. But Paul says here, one, in one scripture, he said, prove all things, hold fast to that, which is good. But he says here in Ephesians 5 and 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You might bring it in the church. You might offer it in the church. But everything God is not accepting. God is not accepting this improper behavior, this immoral character, this filthy talking and filthy speech, this ungodly talk this fornication and whoremonging, he's not accepting it. And we must teach it according to the apostles that gave it to the churches. And according to the word of God, we must let every believer know that they must prove what is acceptable unto the Lord. And how do we prove it? And have no fellowship. Glory. Mm, I want to let you know. We can't even have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. That means you sitting up there and you know they lying and you won't correct them. Hmm? I'm not going to sit up there with you and I know you lying. Hmm? I'm sorry. Now, you might be my friend or whatever you want to call it, but you won't be my friend any longer if you sitting there lying and I ain't going to sit there and accept it. Hmm? Look at this and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but where, but rather reprove them and reprove simply means to correct. You ain't got to do them a call the record straight. Hey, no, that ain't how that happened. No, I think you got that wrong, but this is how it happened. But I'm not going to sit down and agree with you. And I know it didn't happen that way. Hmm. I'm just going to let you know, my friend, you know, a friend love it at all times, but a brother's born for adversity. And I want to let you know that we're going to speak the truth in love and we're going to, uh, we're going to try to correct you in a loving way. We're not going to be, uh, 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 not have no tact with it, but we want to let you know that we're not going to sit there and be partakers of it. All right. This is what we must do as believers. We must stand and avoid things that we can avoid. Hmm? Paul talked about exposing them. This is another way you can correct them by exposing them. Hmm? Because our silence can be interpreted as an approval. 
You can say, well, I didn't say nothing. I just stood there. I just, I didn't say nothing because I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. But your silence can be accepted as approval. And we must uh, and should live above reproach morally. Because we become partakers of that reproach if we don't speak up. Hmm? God needs people who will take a stand for that which is right. Now, are you going to stand for something or are you going to fall for everything? Hmm? And Christians must speak out for what is true and right. Hmm? You got to speak out for what's true and right. Hmm? And some things you try to stay out of, but sometimes because of the Holy Ghost, it just invites you into the conversation. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't experience some of that sometime. I heard people in certain discussions and the Holy Ghost just picked a good time to invite me in when they got something I can actually uh, kind of uh, segue my way into it, you know. And so sometimes God will open up doors for us to be able to help in certain areas and situations. And then there's sometimes uh, he'll just say, leave it alone. But we cannot use every time to leave it alone because God don't say leave it alone every time. Sometimes God say, uh, speak up. Hmm? Let them know that I got power to say. They, you know, because I heard somebody was saying, you know, somebody was going to always be drunk and be, uh, you know, the, talking about the curses. And I had to invite myself in the barbershop in that conversation. No, you ain't all. You ain't always got to be cursed. Cause, oh, glory be to God. Cause Jesus was made a curse for us, huh? Because the Bible said, "Curse of every man hanging on tree." And Jesus was cursed, was made a curse for us that we might be, uh, the righteousness of God. He was made for sin. He was made to be sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God in Him. And so we have to let people know. We have to speak up in certain areas. Hmm. And something we have to mind our own business on, you know, and when it comes to other folks, personal business, that's the time we should be minding our own business. Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. I already went too far. But look at this. As we go down to Ephesians 5 and 12, we're going to finish it out here. He said, but rather reprove them huh? and have no fellowship with them. All right. Now look at Ephesians 5 and 12. For it is a shame to even speak of the things which are done of them in secret. Mm -hmm. It's going to take me some time to work on this one. Some things it's a shame to even talk about. Hmm? Some of the stuff that's been said in secret. It's a shame to even talk about some of this stuff. Hmm? But I want to let you know Paul was here and he was not uh, being passive about these particular things that are transpired in the church. He wanted to let them know that they were commanded to walk in light. Hmm? Cause in verse eight, he said they were sometime in darkness. Huh? And he was letting them know you no longer have to walk in darkness. Now that crisis, uh, uh, put light in their lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the light was put there so every man wouldn't have to stumble. Praise God. And if you're in the church of God and you stumbling, you got to examine what light is on. Because hmm? the light just may not be on, honey. 
And we need the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ because he said, if this gospel be here, it's here to them that are lost, whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them, which obey not the gospel of Christ. And so if you're not obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ, it might just be the light ain't on. Hmm? But the word has come and God has brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to you today so you can examine your works. You can examine your state of mind. You can examine your actions and put on the armor of light. He says, see then that you walk circumspectly as wise and not as fools, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I want to let you know, redeeming the time in that scripture is letting you know that it time costs. Time is valuable. And the time that you purchase, oh, glory be to God, it's precious time. And if we don't redeem the time, oh, glory be to God, it's going to be a valuable commodity. Time is a valuable commodity. And we're paying for the time through our trials, through our tests. Huh? And when you redeem the time, it's been purchased by the blood of Christ. The time that the church has been allotted has been purchased by the blood of Christ. And guess what? Only Christ knows how much time we got left. And you need to redeem it as valuable. Because if you don't redeem the time as valuable, you're going to waste it. And guess what? When your number is called, it just might be too late. Because you didn't value the time that God gave you to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And I'm here to let you know that time is winding up. Time is running out for you and I. And it's time to get your house in order and get your business straight. These are the faithful words of your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the faith in God and that TV. I hope we said something to encourage you today, but we need to redeem the times because I won't let you know the days are evil. And because the days are evil, Paul admonished and I admonish you and encourage you as a Christian, blood-washed, tongue-talking believer to walk in the light of Christ. Hmm? And pull off the unfruitful works of darkness, pull off that stuff that's unfruitful, and put on the armor of light. Hmm? When you put on arm of light, you can see which way you're going and you can help others see the way to Christ. And so I'm going to stop right there. And I hope I've said something that might encourage you, that might strengthen you, and that it might help you. Hmm? That it might help you seek the Lord. Now. I want to say to you as I get ready to uh, close the broadcast today, we're going to close it in prayer. We're going to close the broadcast in prayer, but we do want to uh, put some things on the screen uh, for those of you um, that uh, know us and that has been a part of us. Uh, we want to put some things on the screen and we hope that um, you will join us. 
um, in our Zoom meeting. We do have those when uh, we are text. We'll want to get at least a group of people to join us in our Zoom meeting um, so that you can be a part of the interactive part of the Faith in God Internet TV. So anytime that you want to have uh, an interaction, have questions, comments, want to share a word, testimony, uh, we can do that through Zoom uh, so that we can share and make known our deeds and make known uh, our deeds among God's people. So that is also designed by design uh, for you to be able to have access if you desire to do so. All right. So please join us on Zoom and the information is on the screen before you. And uh, we also uh, will be back on uh, Wednesday at 1 p.m. So we ask that you would uh, join us back here on Wednesday. And uh, we will be here at one o'clock sharp. And we want to finish uh, this series as we talk about walking in the light. We got a lot to cover walking in the light. And a lot of times uh, we have to look at what is considered light in the eyes of the scripture because uh, our, our view about light is not always described by how we behave. And everything we do, someone sees it. And this is why we're going to talk about this word light. Once you've been born again, once you've been saved, whether you save or unsaved, people are reading you, people are watching you, and they're looking uh, for something. And the thing that people are looking for today, people are looking for light. People are in dark situations. People are in dark places. People in dark circumstances. And I won't let you know as a believer today, the world is looking for light. And don't bury your light. Don't cover your light. But let your light shine. Because somebody needs to see Christ. And so we're going to pray for you today. You might be struggling in your walk. Uh, you might be going through some things. But let your light shine. Hmm? You may not. Uh, you may not feel your best. But be your best that you can be in Jesus Christ. Hmm? Hmm? And you may not even look the best. Hmm? But behave the best that somebody might see Christ. Hmm? And I won't let you know somebody is going to grab hope. No matter how little your encouragement may be or seem, somebody may grab hold to it. And so we're going to offer a word of prayer as we um, play some things before you. We're going to offer a word of prayer for those that need prayer, for those of you that desire to be saved and are not saved or desire to be light. And you need uh, more strength from God. We're going to pray for you. And so that's what we want to do today. We want to pray um, that the Lord will strengthen and encourage you. So let us go before his throne of grace right now. Eternal God, our Savior, 
In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you once again. Oh, God, as we give you glory and praise, we ask God that you would touch in the name of Jesus. Those that were listening today, Lord, let your light shine on their hearts. And Lord, continue to penetrate, oh God, oh God, the most stony places in the hearts of men, that your light, oh God, may penetrate the dark spaces and illuminate, that their hearts may be illuminated. Oh God, that the gospel of Jesus Christ may illuminate their lives. Oh God, that they may begin to be activated agents. Oh God, to go forward in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they may bear fruit unto God and will give you thanks and give you praise. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray you would send healing and Lord that you would, oh God, be a house of refuge to them that come to you. Bless them now, honor repentance, forgive sin, and oh God, blot out transgression, and oh God, cause transformation to take place in their lives. And Father, we thank you, hallelujah, glory. We thank you, we forever give you glory and praise, and we claim victory in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We decree and declare it, and it is so in Jesus' name. Thank God, amen, and amen. Praise God. So we thank God. Um, we thank God. Uh, we praise God for that uh, particular prayer. And so you can join us on Facebook. You can join us on YouTube. You can join us on Spotify, LinkedIn, on our podcast, Podbean and Pandora, and also on Amazon. So we're on all of these platforms. And so we ask that you would uh, please uh, join us in some of our broadcasts. And uh, we appreciate you supporting us and being here with the Faith in God Internet TV. With no further ado, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, we want to say God bless you in Jesus' name. Praise God.